and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Let's welcome trainer uh, Damien Durant on the line to talk about this big fight that was announced yesterday. Good evening, Damien. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM. Tabiso, what's happening? How are you doing? Now we're doing good, Damien, especially after this big news. It caught everybody by surprise, but how long would this have been in the works for? Um, to be honest, it's been in talks for some time, but uh, obviously that was just talks. And uh, obviously Canelo's conquered the super middleweight division and uh, now he feels he wants to go into a bigger test. So, yeah, they they made a request to the WBC and the WBC gave their blessing for it to go ahead. And what was your reaction when you knew, Damien, there was a possibility of this fight happening? Um back then or now if back then firstly back then you know the likeliness of it happening you think to yourself geez the middleweight's coming up to cruiserweight or yeah. super middle coming up to cruiser not likely because of his huge weight difference uh, it may just be good talk for now obviously uh, now it's materializing and uh, it's exciting to be honest uh, look forward to it uh, I don't think we've ever had an African boxer fight the pound-for-pound pound number one at that given time. Don't get me wrong, we've had African fighters fight some of the best fighters in the world, but not at that present time where they are pound-for-pound pound king. Yeah. We did hear a little bit of what Junior had to say in, in Mexico, but how does he feel about this opportunity? Uh, Junior's excited. Eh? He's looking forward to the test. You know, you, I think Junior's in a space in his career. Obviously, he wants bigger fights not just defences of the belt. He, he wants to prove himself. And, and, he, and he said to me time and time again throughout his career, he wants to prove to everyone that he's one of the best out there. So now he's got given this opportunity, and I think he wants to show that he's the king in the cruiserweight division. Obviously, the biggest fight of his career. Can he catch Canelo cold, yeah? Pardon? I'm saying it's the biggest fight of his career. How do you look at it? Can he actually can he actually get one over Canelo? Can defend his title here, Junior? Definitely. You know, if you look at this fight, there's a lot of strengths that come into the equation for Makabu. Mm. Uh, there's some strengths for Canelo. There's weaknesses for Makabu and there's weaknesses for Canelo. You know, one of the strengths we know is that Junior's a very heavy-handed fighter. He's knocked out 25 of his opponents in his 28 victories and those are legitimate cruiserweights and heavyweights you know a cruiserweight when he's fully fledged steps into the ring at heavyweight so um that's our one advantage obviously we've got size um that's one of our other advantages for us a bit of a weakness we've never faced a guy that's five foot eight to be honest a shorter <laughs> opponent junior's always fought guys taller than him mm-hmm. so it's going to be a bit of an adjustment the same is for Canelo. Canelo's never been hit with 10-ounce gloves against a fully-fledged world champion cruiserweight. So that's we're going to see if he's able to take those kind of shots from the Cowboys. So there's many variables that come into the spike. But one thing I know, that Junior will give me anything and everything I want on that night. And he will do his utmost best to upset the apple cart of uh, Canelo becoming a five-weight division world champion. Yeah. And and it's probably the biggest payday of his career, Damien, would you agree, of Junior's career? Definitely, it will be, you know. Um, you know, when you fight for a world championship, it's generally your biggest uh, payday in your career. And the same as when you defend your belt, and then when you unify, and then you get to 
unifications and you make big money. But then when you get mega fights in mm-hmm. boxing, and this is this is a mega fight. It's not just a unification fight uh, between two world champions. This is a mega fight. So it will definitely be his biggest payday in boxing. And and how has the attention been now since this was announced last night? We saw it almost broke the internet. Yeah, no, let me tell you, so we saw my batteries are too much today. I've literally walked around with a battery pack the whole day uh, just to answer people and get back to everyone. But uh, a lot of the boxing people were shocked. You know, there's a video mm. that's doing its rounds when Eddie Reynoso made his request. Yes, and yes. Uh, the people inside the convention were shocked. And I think even the WBC was a bit shocked. You know, they had to put it up to vote to see uh, what everyone's feeling was. And obviously they gave the blessing, you know, Canelo's obviously chasing history, and uh, that's good for him. And uh, what more can we be grateful for than him trying to make history against one of Africa's best? Yeah, and the build-up is going to be crazy, uh, judging by what's happened over the last few hours. We actually, I actually had the president of the WBC, Mauricio Suleiman, saying that this is something that surprised him a lot. And he even said to Eddie, you're full of surprises, um, Eddie. So, yeah, uh, exciting times ahead. But what does this mean then, Damien, for that proposed fight with Tabi Somkunu now? Because there were talks of that happening. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure what's happening there or what's materialized since that or what's the verdict or what's the outcome or what's to come, I'm not sure. That's not my position. Uh, as you know, I only train Makabu, so mm. I can't talk on that on that part. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is right now. Obviously, just enjoying the news that's uh, that's been announced, and uh, it is what it is. Yeah, so now your focus is just this fight against Canelo next year. Uh, well, that's next year's focus. Right now, I've got... Yeah. Uh, other focuses, I've got Brandon Taser versus Raw Knapp. I've got uh, Dumaswini versus Samesa. Oh, yes, and I've got yes. a few other fights in the pipeline. So uh, it's been a great day to hear the announcement. Obviously, I've put my time into my thoughts about the fight and everything. But uh, I've got other tasks ahead of me that I don't want to lose focus on. Uh, but yeah, this is a big one. And you really believe, I like your attitude because you really believe Junior can do it. Everybody says, ah, he doesn't even have to worry about winning as long as he's there. It's a big payday for him. But you, you guys really believe he can do it, eh? No, if Junior does it, the payday will be even bigger thereafter. So yeah. uh, there's an end goal and the end goal is victory at the end of the day. You know, it's an opportunity for Junior to make a statement in the world of boxing. And uh, some will be, some will say it's an upset if Junior knocks him out. And you can't write that off. Junior's very heavy-handed. He's a southpaw. He's yeah. awkward. He throws combinations. So I'm looking forward to the fight. I think it's something different. I think it's something we haven't seen before. And uh, let's not forget, Junior's been hit by some of the biggest men in cruiserweight and some of the hardest hitting. So I'm not too phased by Canelo's power mm. at uh, cruiserweight. And then finally, we, we had Junior speaking in Mexico. They were asking him if, 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 if the fight could be held in the DRC. Is that a real possibility? You know, I think uh, it could be a possibility. You know, there's many options where the fight could be staged. Um, obviously, they're looking to write history. And if the fight had to take place in the Congo, that would be phenomenal. You know, not just for Junior, but for both fighters. You know, it's, uh, there's, there's, there's good history for boxing in uh, the DRC, and it would be something special. Will it happen? I don't know. Um, we'll see what unfolds in the next couple of weeks. 
And I remember the last time we spoke to you when you were there, uh, you were telling us that he's got the full support of the president that side, uh, Junior Makabu. Definitely. You know, the, the, the president is behind him completely. Um, and we've seen it in his, past, in his past two fights that they're behind him. And uh, there's consistent ongoing support for him. And with this kind of fight ahead of him, there'll be even more support. Okay, wonderful. You know, this is not yeah. just history for... For Junior, this is history for Congo. This is history for Africa. Mm. So there's going to be a lot of support behind him. Great stuff. Great news here. I'm sure we'll be speaking to you more often going forward, uh, Damien. But thank you for taking our call. I know it's been a busy day and you still have more interviews lined up. Thank you very much to be served. Good evening. Thank you. It doesn't get bigger than this, folks. Um, Junior. One of our own. He's one of our own. Man, he might be from the DRC, but remember when we spoke to him? He's even married to a South African, by the way. Remember when we spoke to him? He told us he's got two wives, um, one from the DRC and one from South Africa, and they happily married. And each wife uh, has her own house, and and he lives in, in both houses. Uh, so he's one of us, uh, Junior Makabu Smali. Uh, that's what we are calling him, and he's been here for years anyway. So massive fight against Saul Canelo Alvarez. It's caught a lot of people by surprise. Caught us off guard too. We didn't see this one um, coming definitely even the WBC didn't see this one um, uh, coming that's why the president was saying to Eddie Reynoso that you are full of surprises and I've been online um, today for the better part of the afternoon trying to listen to what they're saying in Mexico I know they're asking who is Junior Macabo but they're also shocked by the fact that Canelo has gone to the cruiserweights now uh, but they believe that he can do it so Damien believes that they can do it too so we're looking forward to what happens in May or June next year, Junior Makabu defending his WBC Cruiserweight title against Saul Canelo Alvarez. Pity for Tabisom Tunu because we were told, I remember there was actually a report in the Soviet and that Tabisom Tunu and uh, Junior Makabu could could, could could be fighting. Um, but it doesn't look like now that uh, Tabisom Tunu will get another crack at uh, Junior Makabu because the man will fully be focused on fighting Saul Canelo Alvarez. We're going to talk to Rumble Africa Promotions up next just to find out what is the latest on um, Azinga Fuzile's trip to the U.S. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. And the big boss joins us on the line, Mr. Terrence Ntutu. Um, Good evening, Terrence. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM. Yeah. It looks like it's all systems going off for Zinga's trip to the U.S. Can we confirm that everything is being sort- has been sorted out? Yes, Tabiso. We can confirm that uh, it's all systems go. Uh, uh, the contract is signed. Uh, we are pushing uh, so that they, they could be on a flight uh, on Friday, uh, if not Friday, Saturday morning. Uh, so in terms of logistics, uh, we, we are on top of, of our game, uh, Tabiso. There were talks that uh, the, 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 the trip was delayed. What could have caused that? Yes, it was delayed uh, in a way because... Uh, we we wished uh, I'm saying we myself uh, chief and Azinda to be that side at least uh, 14 days or 10 days uh, before the fight. So there were some delays um, uh, in terms of um, us getting the, the the permit for Azinda, the the, the renewal of uh, of uh, of his uh, permit uh, visa for the United States of America. So now that uh, everything is sorted, uh, we think that uh, it will be good that they leave uh, on Friday or Saturday. So the visa is also sorted now because there were talks that he doesn't have a visa. 
the, the visa situation, the, the, it's not necessarily a, a, a visa. It's a, it's a permit to work uh, mm. because the category of 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 Azinga as a boxer or any any or any sporting person is not the same category where myself or Chief or, or anybody else applies for. Mm. So that one of Azinga is very easy. It was he was not even required to go to Cape Town uh, uh, to the embassy. They just requested him to send his um, contracts, uh, contract of the fight, invitation by a mesh room, um, identity documents, and other things. Uh, so, so we sent those uh, yesterday. Uh, now tomorrow, we're waiting for the approval. So it's not the normal process where one is supposed to go for interviews, wait for uh, for for a particular moment before is he is given that uh, uh, that particular visa. So it's not a big issue. It's not a big issue. It's, it's going to be sorted. Because it's a renewal of a, of a work permit. Because I would think he, he has a visa because he was there to fight Martin Ward earlier this year. That, that, that's exactly the point. Uh, you, you're quite correct. It's just a renewal of the work permit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> because uh, remember myself and Chief, it, it was us who had problems with the visa, not us. Mm. Even that time, so chief has a 10-year visa, myself a 10-year visa. As for Azina, it was just a matter of renewing uh, his uh, work permit because he is categorized as a person who's going there to work mm. on a, on a, on interim basis, of course. Yeah, and just the for fact that yes. the fact that is going to be he's going to be paid, so he's under that category of a person who's going there to work. Yes. And I'm I'm sure you saw the I don't I don't know I don't want to call it an outcry on social media, but people were panicking when they saw that story on Inkspot that there are problems and there are delays there. Just for clarity, Terence, in a situation like this where your boxer is going to the US, what are the, the roles? Who does what? Because there's chief, there's Colin, and there's the promotions company. Who's responsible to we, making sure that they get there on time? We we, we analyzed the situation, uh, Tabiso. We, we we came to a conclusion that uh, there were people, some external forces, who wanted to disrupt Azinda, uh, uh, his preparations, uh, and his psychological fitness. Uh, we thought that this whole issue was about... Um, um, remember when... It's natural when a boxer is about to achieve this... Uh, a big uh, uh, thing, like fighting for a world title. Every boot would want to be at the forefront mm. and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and 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 be recognized as a person who was involved. Uh, so I think it's about that. Many people came closer to the situation mm. with different contributions, advices. I think within that process, you had some elements who actually wanted to, you know, uh, uh, disrupt Azinga? I think uh, it was it was just an issue of sabotage, mm. because uh, because uh, I, I cannot understand why some people would um, uh, just create such a. Um, for, for instance, I know that people, the the the, the journalists mm. like uh, um, were were approached by some people. They created that space for Chief and Azinda to comment. 
it was not just a matter of journalists looking for Azinda and Chief. It was organized, properly organized, so that there could be this uh, outcry. Um, um, so I, I really don't understand how can, if one has an interest of Azinda, can actually contribute in a disruption like that. Who's this, so that's how we view the entire, That's how we view the entire process. So we, we thought that as Rambu Africa promotion, let us not get in and contribute in the mm. disruption. Even now, I wouldn't want to go deeper. It would be fine even after the fight if I come back and, mm. and, and actually uh, talk about everything else and, uh, and, and be a, a bit detailed. But for now, we don't want to go deeper because we don't want to distract uh, his um, his preparations and 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 and, and all that. Yeah. So that 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 is the issue, Tabis. Because I cannot tell you now, even now, what was the issue. I cannot mm. tell you what was the issue. Um, I met the team, and I could not understand what was the issue. Even when I met the team, I'm from the gym now. Mm. Uh, so I met uh, with Chief last night. Look, Chief is a great guy. Chief is a great guy. is one of the best coaches. Mm. Uh, he was even uh, appreciated in, in Las Vegas. His uh, technical abilities were appreciated by those guys we were working with. They, they could not believe uh, his uh, ability uh, at a technical level. So Chief is a great guy. He's a great coach. And it's, 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 it's normal that when we are at that position, when we are about to achieve such things many people would come closer to you and 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 give all sorts of advices and mm. uh, even wrong elements get a chance then to come in and cause confusion and how do so you I describe the was, relationship between that. between all these parties that are involved in putting this fight together between you chief there's also colin and the boxer how's the relationship it's not a secret that uh, there are serious issues between chief and colin it's not a secret. It's not a hidden thing. Mm. Um, they're not fine. Um, they're not fine because of what we all know. Uh, the Nomel Vasaga, Azinga, and all that. So the, the, that one is a, is a, is a well-known thing. Uh, so there are, no, there, are no, there are literally no relations between the two guys. But between myself and Chief, everything is good. I, I could not understand... Uh, it, I, I, I could not understand, and you know, at times, more especially for print media, it's good when I'm talking to you, Tabiso, because we can hear you. It's your own words. Is listening that is terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> for print media, it's difficult. It's like Facebook. It's like Facebook that somebody can come and write something, you know. Because I, I could not get the sense and what was the problem. As I'm saying. Uh, it's just a work of uh, wedge drivers and disruptors. Hey, but your, f- and, your and, post and on Facebook was names. interesting today. Them. Yes, We know them. Mm. Sorry. No, I'm saying your post on Facebook was very interesting today about the old man. <laughs> Once upon a time, an old man spread rumors that his neighbor was... Let's leave it there. People can go to Facebook. Exactly. To it spreads like fire. <laughs> it spreads like fire. And you cannot explain to everybody that these are rumors, these are lies yeah. uh, by wedge drivers. It's difficult to correct such things. Finally, so how's I'm the boy's state of readiness, Terrace? It's fine. And from him now, it's fine. You're happy? He's in, he's in, good, he's in good shape. He's very competent. You know, as in a smile uh, when he's preparing for a fight. He's yes. fine, fit, and ready for the fight. And we are calling for everyone to ask. To, 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 we were inviting for positive vibes. 
let's support the boy. Let's uh, bury anything else. We are going to come back. If there's any issue, let's go back and, and raise those issues. We are, we are here, Kaviso. Mm. We are here. We, we are going even to talk details. You can invite us and say, well, how much was the pass? Yeah. Well, how much was this and that? We are going to come back. No, let's leave Thank it for you. after the fight. Thank you, Terrence. Thank you for Thank speaking you. to us and for clarifying this situation. We're happy that everything has been sorted out. Now, hopefully, they can leave on Friday, as you are also hoping for. Thanks for taking our call, and all the best to Azinga and the team, Rumble Africa Promotions, and everybody that's involved. 7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabi Somosia. Okay, before we go over to Zimbabwe, let's just remember one of our own. And um, I received so many messages today about the passing of Victor Mbiyake. And we are joined on the line by Mr. Dumila Mateza to tell us more. Good evening, Uncle D. Thank you for speaking to us here on SAFM. Hi, Johnny. I haven't spoken to you for a long time. Yes, it's Lathil. I'm not a woman. So, so, so. So, the Uncle Deep, um, we, we've called you just to remember Mr. Victor Mpiak. I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about him. He was fighting before our time, but I've seen the, out, the messages and of support and the articles that have been written about him. I was even shocked that he was also a TV producer. Firstly, what was your reaction when you heard the news of his passing, of, of this former champion? Well, I was shocked when I heard the news. As, uh, always one is shocked when you hear news about death. His daughter phoned me this morning and told me about the death that I had received an earlier message from a former colleague of ours, Paul Molife, about his death. He's been, he has not been well for some time. The last time I spoke to Bravik was probably about 20 years ago. And... Um, I, I mentioned he fought before your time, but how was his time in the ring? Because he seems to have been a respected featherweight champion. Well, he was a respected featherweight champion. He, uh, one of the other things I just want to highlight, he fought heavy boy Ngaji. And ah. that is where he, he, yeah, he fought heavy boy Ngaji and he picked up this name in East London and Tanzania of Michael Asia because <laughs> the crowd kept him saying, Michael Asia, Michael Asia, Michael Asia, Michael Asia. So he came back and everybody was Michael Asia to him after that. And one of the fights that I remember very clearly was a fight at the, at the Gudu Showgrounds in Cape Town mm. where he fought, uh, where he fought uh, Blue Angel Sibata, mm. who is a priest at our church. And uh, he won the fight down there in Cape Town and came back to Johannesburg victorious. And then, I don't know whether there were, there were no promoters up here who were prepared to put up a, mm. a, a defense for him up in Johannesburg. But he had to go down to Cape Town again against all advice that mm. you you can't go as a champion to go and fight a challenger in his own background. The challenger must follow you. But Bravik went down to Cape Town to fight Bishisipata again, and he lost the title. <laughs> Everybody was sad after that. I met him for the first time in 1982 at the SABC when mm. he joined the SABC from Daliwong from High School. He joined as a producer because he was his boxing icon. And then I worked with him on a number of occasions and when we did the tests for SABC 2 and 3. But the one thing that stood out for me was we were at a tournament at Deep Groove Community Hall in Soweto. 
And we looked at the bill and we saw Victor Biaga versus Job Sisanga. And we said, but Victor Biaga is our, he's our producer. How is he going to, <laughs> how is he going to fight <laughs> Job Sisanga? And then the, the tournament went on. I think it was two fights or three fights before he. And then we saw another producer come in and take over as he rushed to the, to the dressing room to get ready for the fight. And he came, when he came to the ring, everybody was on his feet. And how come? He suddenly retired working for the SABC as a producer. He's going to be fighting <laughs> as a four-rounder. Went into the ring, fought Job Sisanga. Job Sisanga gave me a good, a good show, but he lost the fight. But everybody, after the fight, was jubilating as if he had won the fight and he had lost it. But that was his last fight that he ah. fought as a, as, a, as a professional boxer. Did you guys tell him to stop now and focus on work? Well, we did. We did. <laughs> everybody, after that cameraman and sound man and... Uh, what do you call them? They are called... Uh, the EPs uh, and all those guys. Yes, we were gathered around him and told him, now, now you must stop boxing, concentrate on, 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 on being a producer. And that's the kind of person Uncle Vic was. And we, we, we learned a lot from him, despite the fact that we didn't see him. We used, we used to talk about him. Mm. We Sometimes when he says something... Somebody would say, I, Uncle Zygman, you've got Parkinson's disease. <laughs> oh, <laughs> from boxing, laugh, from boxing. Yeah. Yes, from boxing, yes. It was when it, the, this Parkinson's disease thing came in when Muhammad Ali attract, uh, uh, attracted Parkinson's disease. And everybody then said, Gravid, you've got Parkinson's disease. But it was a fellow, a nice fellow to work with. He never actually... Uh, try to show that he's been a champion, he's been this boxing person, but he's, he worked with us at the SABC and produced many a fight, even amateur boxing, which we did on the mines uh, when Tiong Ten, we used to work for the mining sign. He used to work with us. Mm. I believe you're also with him for the Fulbright Maisela fight. Well, yes, he, he actually asked me to come with him to, to Sun City. <laughs> for that fight. <laughs> and uh, when, I, when I got there, I was working and I went to sit at the bar to watch the fight on the big screen. And then I saw there's a commotion in the ring and I went in and uh, then I found out the fight has been stopped and I asked, but how? And people say, no, in a bizarre fashion because what happened was it was the fifth round. My sailor, uh, I think, was beginning to get on top of Harold Fulbright. Mm, mm. And then for Harold Fulbright's corner, were very clever. They knew the rules. If mm-hmm. the fight had gone beyond six rounds, the uh, referees, the referees have gone to the scorecards. Mm. Look at the scorecards, and whoever was ahead would be the winner. But at the end of round five, they actually said there was a headbutt somewhere in round three, and nobody knew about the headbutt, but he was bleeding profusely, mm. Harold Fulbright. And the referee, the late... Alfred Bugwana didn't know what to do. And uh, Stan Christodoulou, who was the <laughs> tournament supervisor, jumped into the ring and took a decision. Technical draw. It's a technical draw. <laughs> and we were all surprised. And uh, uh, 
everybody, the drama actually took place at the at the at the at the press at the post fight press conference, mm. where I asked the question. Give me an example of a technical job from anywhere in the world, but they couldn't give me. Huh? Uh, I think Mr. Mike Mortimer was the chairman of the South African National Boxing Control Commission at the time. But a, a, a fellow who's steeped in boxing, who was editor of the Springs advertiser, stood up and said, yes, there was a technical draw at Rand Stadium when Martin Barnard was fighting Pete Krauser. And it rained because it was, it was outdoors. And that fight was stopped and was declared a technical draw. Mm-hmm. And I said out of anger, that was a technical draw. But tonight, your decision smacks of racism. The following day, I found a letter under my door from the SABC saying, the that will never be allowed on the doorsteps of the SABC again. But it was nice. It was, it was, it was very nice to be challenging because then... The other thing was the friction between black and white in boxing. Mm. There was huge friction between black and white in boxing at the time. And Uncle Zeke was able to handle it. We were not able to handle it because we were young and we were, we were challenging everyone mm. who thought our boxers were not up to it. And that's the Dumila Mateza that we know. We're going to have to leave it there because of time, Uncle D. My, my old man says Victor was called Kid Shuffle. Is he right? He shuffled, yes. That's ah, what he's, he's, just, he's just messaged me. He says they were together <laughs> at Wilberforce Institute in Everton. Everton. Hmm. The Wilberforce Institute is a very, is a very big institute. Ah. It's an institute that was started with the efforts of Charlotte McLeake when she came back from Wilberforce High University yeah. in the United States. Okay. No, I'll take you as well. Take your wait for it then. I, think, I don't know why he's not greeting you, but he's just messaged me there, my dad. Maybe you must give him a call after the show. He enjoys listening to you. But thanks for oh, speaking to us, Uncle D. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking us back down memory lane and for helping us remember Victor Piyake. As I said, I'm honest, I didn't know about him. He was fighting in the 70s, way before our time, uh, but it seems like he was well-respected as well as a TV producer here at the SABC. So we've lost one of our own, and may his soul rest in peace and our condolences to his family. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. And before we go to Zimbabwe, Mr. Terrace Tutu, who we spoke to earlier on about Azinga's fight in the U.S., just wanted to acknowledge um, AC Dinile, Mesuli Zifo, and Tamla uh, Tengimfene for their support in uh, making sure that this uh, trip happens and this fight happens. So we just wanted to uh, mention that. I think we cut him off as he was about to say that. Okay, let's go back to Zimbabwe now. We couldn't connect last week, uh, but we did manage to, to, to pull it off this week. We did say we'll be better. And we wanted to find out about the death of Zimbabwean boxer Taurai Zimunya, um, f- who, who passed away after sustaining injuries in a boxing fight. And I did catch up earlier on with the Secretary General of Boxing in Zimbabwe, Mr. Lawrence Zimbuzana. As we were asking last week, I mean, it's a tragic story. Have you had any incident of this sort in, 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 in boxing in Zimbabwe before? We lost you when you were answering that question last week. Okay, yeah, as far as I, I know, uh, this is the first incident in, uh, to happen in Zimbabwe in professional boxing. One incident that I just said of was that of a, another boxer who passed on in, in Zambia, but I think it was... Uh, uh, around the 80s. Mm. So in professional boxing, as far as I know, this is the first incident to happen in Zimbabwe. Yeah, no, very sad news. And and as the board, what's your understanding of what happened in this fight? The fight was a, a non-title bout, a, a, a six-round a, a, a match. 
So during the third round of that particular fight, uh, Taurais Munya collapsed. Then uh, he was attended to by the paramedics and the ring doctor who was uh, at the venue. Then thereafter, he was uh, ferried to, 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 to the hospital for, for, for further uh, treatment. At the hospital, I, and I was made to understand that the uh, CT scan was uh, was actually uh, carried out to, to ascertain whether he had, uh, actually had uh, brain damages or something related to that, uh, which was done. And uh, the following day, on Monday, early hours of Monday morning, that's when we received the news that the young man had, uh, had passed on. Mm. And and there have been reports that he was not well ahead of the fight. Is it something you are aware of? Uh, we, I, I, I just said that officially I did not really get that because we have not yet really tried to to understand all the circumstances surrounding the young man's health before the fight uh, because we have not yet really uh, fully uh, uh, instituted an investigation into the whole matter. So I've just heard people talking about it, but I cannot really confirm that because we haven't really started to, to really look into those issues. But I would think there are testing procedures before the fight. The boxers must have been tested to check their state of readiness. Yes, we, we, they, they were conducted actually on the, a day before. Or, or, on Saturday, there were pre-fight medicals. Doctors check on those things. But, you know, uh, uh, the, the system that is used is to basically look at uh, the, uh, the pulse rate, uh, the, 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 the blood pressure, then other issues are there. There's also inspection of the body, and the, some of the questions are actually oral questions that the boxer is supposed to answer. So uh, those things were actually done, and the, the boxer was actually certified fit to, to fight based on the pre-fight meeting order that was conducted. And, and now, SG, will, be launching, will you be launching an investigation into what happened, or have you started that process? Obviously, we will be launching an investigation into the whole process, into the whole incident, but the process hasn't been started because there is, it's basically a legal process. So there are quite a number of things that we need to make sure that we consider so that we constitute the, 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 the committee that is supposed to, to, to investigate or look into the matter. It has to be constituted properly and they, they are supposed to be given terms of reference. So we haven't really started doing that, but it's something that we are obviously going to do because we want to make sure that we really get to understand the circumstances surrounding this particular uh, unfortunate incident so that we, we are informed uh, as a board and as a nation and we actually uh, see if there are any ways that we can improve our, 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 our testing regime and other things that are related to, to, book, to, 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 to pre-fight and even during the fight, so that we improve the, the, the safety levels of, of boxing. Because we don't want a situation whereby boxing is, a, a, is regarded as a dangerous sport, which it is not. So we don't want this particular incident then to really soil the whole name of boxing. So we need to get to understand uh, what really transpired. And once we get the full details of what actually transpired, we are prepared to share that with the, with, with the general public as well, so that people get to understand and get to know the real circumstances behind the, uh, this particular and very unfortunate incident. And, and what exactly do you mean by the fact that it's now a legal matter? I'm saying legally, I mean, when, when you constitute these investigations, they are, they, are not, they are not just ad hoc, but they are processes that are supposed to be followed. That's what I'm referring to. To say the process that are supposed to be followed, we need to make sure that we actually do the necessary processes that are supposed to be followed in terms of constituting those particular uh, committees that are supposed to do investigations. So uh, that's why I, I was referring to that issue that say the investigation that we are going to carrying out, we, we have to make sure that we, we really follow the necessary steps that are, are supposed to be followed uh, according to, 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 to policies and, and, and regulations to make sure that we, we, we are not found offside in terms of, of, of the law.
and and that commission or committee will be put together by the by the board yes certainly is okay and and and, and then um have you been in touch with the family i mean i'm sure the family is devastated now it's been a couple of weeks but have you been in touch with the family and and what is the family saying yeah, we, 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 soon after the incident, we, we made attempts to, to get hold of the family, we, which we did, and we actually tried to assist them throughout the whole uh, funeral. We make, made sure that we take care of the major expenses that uh, were related to the young man's funeral. And we, we had a, a good discussion with the family, the father in particular, and also the mother. Uh, the father, uh, for your information, was also a, 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 a boxer, I think, during the, the 80s and early 90s. So he understood these issues to that these kind of things happen in boxing and uh, from the discussion that he ensued and uh, what we we, 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 we we agreed upon at that particular point in time was that this particular incident, incident was just but an, an accident, even though we are going to investigate, but we, we are treating it as an accident at the moment. So the parents accepted it as an accident and uh, we buried the young man in, uh, in, in, in peace. So uh, after the, the, the burial, uh, the sister to, to Taurais Munya uh, came to us and said she also wants to, to, to join boxing. So we just goes to show that the family has actually accepted uh, this particular uh, loss, which is a sad one, of course, but they've actually accepted it as an accident. And they've actually pledged that they are going to support the, 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 their daughter, sister to Taurai, so that she also pursues uh, boxing as a career. And and has boxing continued in Zimbabwe after this tragedy? So far, we haven't had any any, any particular tournament on on the cards that is actually happened. But I think we are, we are going to continue because obviously, as I said from the beginning, this particular incident it does not define boxing and cannot really be made to. To, to make boxing stop in the country, boxing has to continue. Both this is just by the one an isolated incident, which are going to look into, of course. But boxing has to continue, and it shall continue because a lot of people are are, are expressing interest in, in in actually hosting tournaments even before the end of this year. And we've actually been discussing again with the various uh, stakeholders that we we also need to make sure that we we actually organize a tournament in memory of. Of of Munya. So this particular uh, uh, tournament, we are going to use this as a fundraiser as well to to actually generate some kind of funds that we can also uh, extend toward the family for, for for the support. And and when do you plan to conclude the investigation, SJ? How much time are you giving yourselves? Uh no, the time is going to be determined by by, by the committee because once the committee is is in place. Obviously, they are going to be given the terms of reference, which are going then to de- define when they are supposed to to start the, the investigations and when the investigations are supposed to be complete. So at the moment, I cannot really tell you the time or the the period that is going to take to to, to do all the, the investigations that are necessary to be to be carried out. But obviously, it is going to be informed by the uh, by the committee and the terms of reference that they are going to get. And just in general, how's the reaction been like in Zimbabwe after this tragedy? Are people aware of what has happened? Yeah, it, 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 there have been mixed feelings among the various stakeholders, but there are some people who are actually starting, uh, starting to heap a blame on other people to say, no, this one was to blame, this was to blame, which we tried to pacify and say, no, at this point in time, we don't want to, 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 to blame anyone. Let's just uh, have time to mourn this young man. The investigations are, are the ones that are supposed to really uh, tell us what really transpired because we are we, 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 we are not supposed to really to be driven by 
people's opinions, but you should be actually be informed by facts. So people have actually given their own opinions, of course, as, as regards to what they are reading of, of, of the war incident uh, was. So there have been quite a diff different uh, reactions actually from the uh, cross-section of, of, of the society. Some people uh, were blaming uh, the officials. Some people were saying, you know, the young man was not okay. Some people were saying all sorts of things, but uh, we, we are not really uh, 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 focusing on, on, on that because it is misleading for us to, to, to start blaming anyone at this particular point in time because the investigators are the ones that are supposed to point uh, as to where uh, the, the whole thing went wrong. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there then. That was our conversation uh, with the Secretary General of Boxing in Zimbabwe, Boxing and Wrestling Board, uh, Mr. Lawrence Zimbuzana. They're talking about the tragedy that happened earlier this month where um, boxer Taurai Zimunya, he was only 24, um, he died after sustaining injuries in a fight. And uh, he was taken to hospital, as you heard there, but unfortunately he did not make it. Uh, he was fighting against Tinashe Majoni, and we hope that Tinashe Majoni is also doing well and um, he's not putting the blame on himself on himself here yeah? and he does get the assistance and the help that he will need also we're happy to hear that they have assisted the family uh, as the Zimbabwe boxing board there we did try to reach out to the family but you you know last week we were struggling with the lines here yeah? but it's a real terrible tragedy and um, let's see what will come out of the investigation more importantly the reason for the investigation as you heard is just to make sure that this does not happen again it's not a blame game I know some of us have seen the video it is online there and the referee has been blamed but we can't be putting the blame on uh, the referee there uh, we'll just wait for the investigation and most importantly we hope that not just boxing in Zimbabwe but just everybody takes some lessons for this and something concrete uh, comes out of this investigation so that we can avoid um, this kind uh, a death happening in the boxing ring it should not happen at all that's not what boxing is about just before we go I know it's a boxing Wednesday but we've just received a letter from FIFA who have acknowledged officially acknowledged the protest by Bafana by by Safa rather they've actually even put the documents online of Safa that Safa submitted about this protest of the result in the match against Ghana so just by scanning it quickly they are saying that they are giving Ghana until the 20th of November to respond to these allegations and then this matter will be submitted to a member of the FIFA DC on the 23rd of November for consideration and Safa has paid the protest fee so we now await then Ghana to submit their defense to these allegations and then FIFA will then make a decision after that. That is the latest from FIFA regarding Bafana, Bafana and Ghana. We are going to leave it there then. It is a Wednesday, so it's a Wednesday. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Uh, so Kukoso Sachane is up next coming to you live from Cape Town. It's time for news though before that.